men are women, women are men, black is white, and white is black. Welcome everyone to another book review. Today I have for you The Madness of Crowds by Douglas Murray. This book, why did I read it? Well, I have seen him on a bunch of podcasts and I found his reasoning, his his arguments very logical. And I also read his book, The Strange Death of Europe, which I thought was quite a fair and balanced view of, of the situation of what's happening with um, immigration in, in parts of Europe. So I said, all right, I'll dive into the cultural wars once again. I'm a little bit over them, but I was like, fuck it. I'm, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it one more time for, for shits and giggles. So this book was published in 2019, so it's very recent. And Douglas, I guess, is a journalist and a political commentator. So he's right in deep diving and, and he, I guess, somewhat fighting in these cultural wars that you'd, you'd call them. This book has four parts. Um, so the, the full title is The Madness of Crowds, Gender, Race and Identity. But he deals with uh, his, the four sections of it, are gay, women, race and trans. So, man, nothing controversial in this book. <laughs> God damn. Each, each one is, uh, each section has about 50 to 60 pages. And he, I guess he highlights modern absurdities of, of far left thinking, but also treating of like historical treatment of, of these minorities and how they've been oppressed and how they've also improved over time, as well as the implications of, of getting it wrong. What happens if you are, I guess, on the wrong side of history on some of these issues? And is there a wrong side? Is there a right side of history? You know, there's, there's some very pertinent questions to be asking. So the type of things you'll hear about in this book are things like why Google images, if you look up a white couple, it'll come up with like a bunch of black couples in the very, you know, top results. But if you type in black couple or Asian couple, it'll come up with only black couples or only Asian couples, things like that. Things like uh, Thomas Sowell, when he was being criticized by, I guess, a, a sort of far left person, described him as a, a rich old white man, not realizing that he was actually black. So, you know, just just this sort of thinking where it's you, you judge someone based just on, on their words and put them in this box and then say everyone who says these sort of things is in this box and we get to treat them like X or whatever. A couple of other things like Jermaine Greer, people calling her not a feminist, even though she was just one of like the powerhouse feminists of the sort of, I guess, 20th century or nine, yeah, 20th century leading up into the 21st. And it also deals with a lot of things that I've have mentioned previously in the book, The Coddling of the American Mind. A lot of the instances in that he also repeats in here. So uh, it's got a bit of a crossover in, in terms of something I've read recently as well. So what is the the themes, I guess? I'm going to split it into two. The first one is madness. What is madness? And looking at the definition, it comes up with things like extremely foolish behavior or a state of wild chaotic activity. That somewhat gets at what he's talking about in this book, but I think a, a better description of it is delusion. And so delusion is idiosyncratic beliefs maintained despite contradictions with reality or rational arguments. And I think that's what he's really trying to get at here is that a lot of the the ideas that are being espoused nowadays have these glaring, blatant contradictions right in front of it. This one thing and this other thing, and they don't mix, but somehow people manage to get in their minds that these things actually are, are both true. They both can work. And, and there are certain situations where no, they don't. You need to pick one side or the other. And if you believe one thing, it means you can't believe this other thing. But 
he, he talks about, I guess, a, there's a barrage of incidents where he talks about in this book showing the contradictions, but how there isn't a, there hasn't been any real change in like the philosophy of, I guess, what you call the average social justice warrior, uh, which is is quite interesting. It's quite interesting. So he, he has some interludes in, in each of the chapters or well, in three of the chapters talking about, I guess, what he would call the underpinnings of it. So this is talking about the influence of Marxist foundations, the impact of technology and the inability to forget or forgive. And we can see this a lot of nowadays where something you wrote in 2005 on Twitter or Facebook or wherever can get dragged up. And it's like, even if it was questionable, your views could have just completely changed. And so people are attacking you for something that you believed 15 years ago, rather than what is the current version of you. So it's a, uh, it's, I suppose, interesting looking at those sort of things and then saying, damn, we're all screwed. <laughs> uh, so one of the questions I had was, how can you reason with madness, which is that that believing in an ideology, believing in something so fixedly that reason can't, you can't argument, like argue someone out of it reasonably. So there are different methods and it's, it's fascinating thinking about something. So some of them like Michael Malice, for example, who's a, he's very big on the trolling. So you could just troll your, your opponents if you want to put it in that way. Oppression, you could just straight up go full Nazi regime on them and, and squash them down. I think we all agree that's probably not the best way of doing things. Love treating the people who are attacking you or whatnot with love and, and trying to, uh, you know, using love as a way of, of somehow fixing the world. I'm a bit iffy on that one. Or straight up apathy, just going, I don't care. Like, this is unimportant to me. Why do I give a shit? Uh, I definitely fall more in the latter company and I'm not in the cultural wars. I don't care about this stuff. So I'm not out there fighting SJWs in person or online. I'm not out there fighting uh, racist rednecks or white supremacists or whatever either. Like, both just seem completely uninteresting to me. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about why that is later. Um, the other is the, the cultural war. So uh, I'll talk about it right now. Choose your battles wisely is, is what I would say. So the current trend always progresses. There is always something to be angry about. There's always an injustice, no matter how big or how small, to, to fight over. And, and you have to ask yourself, do I want to die on this hill? And most hills I don't want to die on. I just think it's uh, you know there's there's nothing to be gained for me here and i just don't find it interesting and i think that's that's interesting when i say the word interesting i use it in the term of capturing my attention something that actually draws me in rather than pushes me away and most of this stuff nowadays there was a period of time where i found it interesting and now it just pushes me away i go this is just something i don't care about because the same things keep coming up again and again. And even if, you know, you fight it, you fix it, you fix this one thing. Okay, we've got sexuality down, all good, bam. Then comes along fat shaming and then comes along the next thing. And it's, it, there's always going to be something. There's always going to be something. So, uh, my problem with it, I think, is that if you, if you get into these sort of cultural wars, it, it really promotes short-term anxiety. There's something happening right now. There's injustice right now. We need to fix it right now or it's going to continue forever and ever and and i think that's a real mentally damaging thing to 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 be in to be in a constant state of anxiety about you know who's being oppressed by who or these things not being fair uh, 
And I think when it gets down to it, you you need to have some acceptance or some acknowledgement that the world isn't fair. It's a fucked up rough place and some people get really good goes of it and some people get shit goes of it and that's just the way it is. And yes, you can improve things by hard work, by by putting your, 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 you know, your soul, your guts into something by making yourself informed, educated, smarter decisions. There's all these sort of things you can do. But at the end of it, you're still going to die and everything and everything, <laughs> everything is against you. And, uh, you know, all your friends, everyone you know is going to die, suffer horrible infirmities and many of them will die very painfully. Shit. Okay. I think that's something you just have to deal with. And that, Acceptance, I think, would probably solve some of the issues that that people have, which is getting caught in this short-term cycle of, ah, I've got to do something, I've got to do something, the next thing is coming up. So, how, how do you do that, I guess? For me, it's, it's sort of like a meta thing. You need to think how to think, introspecting on your own introspections, uh, practicing how to practice something, learning how to learn, those sorts of things. And I would also say maybe reasoning how to reason would be a good one in here because... When there are those internal contradictions, I think that's something that you should try and acknowledge and work out within yourself rather than, you know, just push it down under. It's almost like people talk a lot of, a lot of nowadays about trauma. You know, instead of pushing that down, get it out of sight. No, I, I don't want to deal with this. Maybe that's something you do need to address and deal with. And same with those internal contradictions. You know, if you're if you're believing two different things, you need to sort of say, okay, which is which, and how do these actually work? So, my own personal observations, uh, I found the title could be a little bit misleading, and maybe something like the delusion of the day or, or something like that would be more appropriate. Because if you're expecting a book about what happens to people in crowd scenarios, what is it about? me interacting with someone else, with interacting with someone else with anonymity and things like that. If you're expecting that sort of psychological book, this, this isn't really what it is. This book is about the current trends, the current talking points of, of this year or yesteryear. And so it's a little bit, yeah, not, not talking about that mass psychology, which is what I thought it actually would be uh, talking about. There are landmines throughout this book. He's always talking about the landmines. You know, you, you step on a landmine of a hot button issue and boom, poof, you get blown up. Well, I'm going to list a couple of that he addressed in here and I'll just go through it. So, he says gay men and uh, gay women don't actually get along. So, lesbians and homosexuals aren't actually friends. And even though they both go under the G in the uh, G or is, it, or is it lesbians, gay? I don't even know what LGTB stands for. Uh even though they're part of the same group, the LGBT, whatever, they they definitely aren't friends. And he talks about this and he sort of has experience because he actually is a, um, a gay man. Uh, writing women out of the story with, with gay male partners, for example. So, not even acknowledging that, okay, there is another side of the, a completely very important side of the issue if two, two gay guys want to have a baby. Well, there's a woman's got to be a part of that story somehow, but there's there's people who are sort of like writing them out of it. Same thing of uh, dynamicing dynamics of parenting with only one biological parent. So if you have uh, two mothers or two fathers, only one of them can actually be the mother, and only one can actually be the father. So how do you deal with that if you are the non-father in the relationship, or and and things like that? And it's and it's like this is 
people's just saying, you know, uh, two two males uh, having two dads is the same as having a, a dad and a mom in sort of like a heterosexual relationship. No, it is very different, and it's it's probably worth considering that di- those differences. Maybe it could be a good thing. Who knows? But at, at least acknowledging that there's going to be some differences psychologically, physically, biologically, and all those sorts of things is probably a good idea. Feminist attitude to motherhood. So, for example, saying there's a child penalty. So, you know, almost discouraging women from from being mothers because it's there's there's sort of something. There's a very weird state or or place where feminists don't really talk about the the joys of motherhood, for example, in in their literature and things like that. So, uh, do trans women uh, right to safety override a woman's right to safety, for example? So, there's a very pertinent uh, story in here of Karen White, who was a transsexual, uh, a man who identified as a woman, but didn't have any of the surgeries or anything like that. But because they identified, they put him, uh, put her in a women's jail where she then proceeded to molest and have uh, sexually violate some women in the jail. So then it's like, okay, who who has more of like, what's what's the bigger concern here? A, a transsexual man or woman, I, I, I don't know the terms that well, uh, a guy who says he's now a girl being put in a guy's prison and potentially being abused by men in that prison or that same person being put in a women's prison and then they're the one doing the, the sexual abusing. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a very hot issue. That's a big button topic and you want to think that out. That's, that's, that's like, that's, that's some serious shit right there. There's a lot of things. Uh, can a white actor play a black, a gay, female, trans character? There's, there's questions to be asked about that. If gender is malleable, is race also? Could I say, even though I am Caucasian and have been born white, can I identify as being black or Asian or whatever? And then the big one, oh man, he, I saw this coming from ages off. Race and IQ, boom. Oh, that's, a, that's the mother of all landmines. That's like one of those atomic landmines they talked about in um, Eric Schloss's Command and Control. Uh, if, if you don't, haven't heard of that book, they actually developed atomic landmines. Why? Why you would need something that ridiculous? Who knows? But uh, yeah, there's, this book is just full of man, landmines. And the funny thing is, he is just running through the field with clown shoes on left and right. Boom, 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 boom. He has hidden every single one in this book, which I, I, I found that. That was that was uh, huge props to Douglas Murray for doing that because, goddamn, if he, if, he, uh, if he wants to get canceled, like it's almost like he's trying to get canceled because everything he says in this book is like, man, you sure you want to say that? You sure you want to fight that battle? Um, overall, though, I'm, I feel I'm better off not knowing this shit even though the book was a blast of the past for me over sort of like four years ago when I cared about these things, nowadays it's like I just don't have time. I don't. I don't really care about this. So this is probably going to be one of the last books I read uh, or do a re- review on, at least in the next six months about these types of issues because I just. I just don't care. I, I simply don't care. Uh, I also found it absolutely hilarious that in his, I guess. That, that page in the front where they, they write quotes, he quoted Nicki Minaj and to quote, oh my gosh, look at her butt. Oh my gosh, look at her butt. Oh my gosh, look at her butt. Look at her butt. Look at, look at, look at, look at her butt. Fantastic. I love it. So in summary, it's very smoothly written considering the density of the topics and doesn't feel like a bludgeoning of info, which 
now reflecting on it, there's a lot of things he covers in this book, a lot of things, but it didn't feel like it was getting rammed at me or shown, thrown down my throat or whatever. It was like, oh, okay, these are interesting. Oh, by the way, if you find that interesting, you might be intrigued by this story over here. And it just keeps going and going. So there's there's absolutely shocking absurdities. I just mentioned the the um, transsexual in the women's jail, you know, uh, molesting women. Like, what the fuck? How did that fall through the craps? Uh, fall through the cracks? That's that's the sort of thing we should all be aware of. And uh, <clears throat> but it's told in a humorous style, so you don't get too depressed while while reading the book. And uh, I thought it was a pretty good analysis. So I would go as far as to say superb analysis of of the current times. I'm going to give the book The Madness of Crowds by Douglas Murray a 7 out of 10. I'd probably give it more if I hadn't heard most of this stuff before and if I was, yeah, just intrigued by it. But uh, I'm, I'm just not nowadays, just purely not. So what's something pragmatic? I'm going to read a conundrum by Jan Morris. He, he mentioned this in the book and it's a story of a man transitioning to a woman back in the days of, I think it was like the 1950s or the nine, maybe even before that. And that was like, holy shit, okay, this is, a, this is a person who really put it all on the line. Like this was a person who was doing this shit in a, uh, in a time where it was very, very uh, oppressive. And um, yeah, I th- the way he described the book made me think, okay, this would be actually quite a fascinating book to read. Uh, the other is maybe write down some boundary points. So, you know, when should I start caring about these things? Because I can't just ignore all news. I I had to hear about the coronavirus at some point. I had to hear about, um, you know, things that are affecting me directly in Brisbane at some point. So there's probably a a time and a place where I need to be aware of, okay, if things are going rapidly downhill and there's stuff that's happening that I don't believe in and I can't support, at what point do I say, you know, I need to fight against this, I need to... Uh, take more actions or take actual actions in real life against these sort of things. I don't know. Um, and it can be on either side. It could be against, yeah, like I said, the right or the left. I, I don't care about politics. So, um, yeah, just describing them uh, at all is I find quite annoying. So that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed. Um, please don't cancel me. That wouldn't be cool. But if I if you do, okay, well, do it. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that's, that's it for today. If you, if you found this book interesting, if you have read it, leave us a comment on the YouTube if you're watching there or head over to our Instagram page at Mere Mortals uh, Podcast. And yeah, that's it. Karen out.